Bang, bang, what it is, chicken wang, new episode of The Detroiter, folks. I'm your host, Nick Bradley. We're presented by The Second String and thesecondstring.com. Back in the saddle. Appreciate you guys being here today. Appreciate everyone listening, tuning in, supporting, sharing, all that good shit. Appreciate you being here. Not a ton this week. Not a ton. I kind of started foreshadowing this period in the calendar like a month ago. We're starting to hit the dog days of winter. You know the dog days of summer. We're getting into the dog days of winter. Pistons, Red Wings just got shellacked by the Avs, although we're still going to carry on with them. We're still going to tune in night in and night out. We got a couple rookies looking to win the call. They're there. Besides, they're fun to watch. Besides, they do win a good amount. Think about this. After tonight's loss, the Red Wings are 23-23-6. That's 500 if you count the overtime losses as 500. That's the best team we've had in Detroit in so fucking long. Think about that. They're technically below 500, but their 23, 23, and six is the best we've had since 2015. When's, who's, when's the last time the Tigers were over 500? When, I don't know. I don't fucking know. Pistons? <laughs> I don't know. Were they even 500 those years they made it just to get smoked by Milwaukee and smoked by LeBron? I don't know. Lions, God knows when they were 500 last 2014. Like, think about that for a second. I'm sitting here talking about we're going to keep watching the Red Wings. We're going to keep tuning in because they're the best team we've had in this city for at least five years. And they're technically below 500. That's fucking pathetic, dude. That's pathetic, bro. That's so ass. But we're not here to talk negatives. We're not here to talk negatives. We're not here to talk about the misery that has been being a Detroit sports fan since the year 2014. We're here to talk about good stuff. We're here to have a good time, joke around, talk this, talk that. We will continue to watch the Red Wings, although I've said a few times I think their playoff hopes are shot, which is fair to say. Like, they they lost again tonight. Their next three or four, they've got, like, Carolina, Tampa, Florida, grueling schedule. They're already behind Boston. They already – Boston already has game in games in hand. It just isn't a good setup for the wings. Very, very, very difficult for them to come back from those odds. We're going to still tune in, but they're probably out of it. Pistons were out of it before the first tip this year. What are they? The worst team in the NBA? Second worst team in the NBA? Something like that. The Pistons are out of it though. Moving on lions off season. That sucks. Michigan state football off season. That sucks. Michigan football off season. That sucks. Michigan State basketball, garbage, garbage, complete garbage. Michigan basketball, they won tonight against Rutgers, garbage. Also, complete garbage. We're in a spot with our college basketball teams, two programs and teams that we're used to as Michigan and Michigan State fans. We've gotten to the point now where it's you go into a season and it's like, all right, where are we going to be ranked preseason? Um, Are we going to win the Big Ten? Are we going to win the Big Ten tournament? And how far are we going in March Madness? At least Sweet sweet 16. That's what we've come conditioned to. Michigan State comes into a basketball scene, and I'm like, all right, well, let's win the Big Ten first off. Then let's win the Big Ten tournament, and then let's go Elite Eight would be nice. Final Four would be incredible. But let's at least pull off a Sweet 16. I think Michigan fans are in the same boat. They've been in a few Final Fours the last eight, ten years. 
Michigan State as well. And we are both fucking garbage. As mediocre as mediocre gets, I can't stand it. It really makes me sick, to be honest with you. It makes me sick. I'm not sure if Michigan State played like Chattanooga State. I'm not sure MSU would beat those guys, to be honest with you. Michigan beat Rutgers tonight. That's a good win. Rutgers is a good team. They've been frisky in basketball for a few years now. They just beat State, obviously, which I don't know. Is that saying that much? I feel like no, but I don't I don't know anymore, dude. I just there's nothing there. Like they're the these basketball programs are dragging the soul out of my body. Like I'm in a spot, I'm Harry Potter right now. Expecto Patronum, except I don't have my wand. I'm just getting dementor, dog. I'm getting the soul sucked out of me and not in the good way. I just can't lock in. This is the other shitty thing. Like when state isn't very good, when state's not keeping me there, keeping me interested, when they're not playing for the highest stakes, I just can't lock in. I can't lock into Big Ten basketball when state isn't even playing a role. You know what I mean? Like I can't lock it. Michigan Rutgers, eh, like, don't care, dude. Sorry. Just don't really care. Purdue, Wisconsin. It's a pretty good game. Like, I just don't care. Unless it's Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, and I'm hanging out and it's like, all right, let's throw some sports on. Okay, we can do that, no doubt. Unless we're in one of those situations, I just can't do it, dude. Like, I, I'm not locked in to Big Ten basketball if my boys aren't there. I don't know. Maybe that's just a me thing. I'm kind of that way with all the teams like Red Wings. I'm not really watching a ton of NHL hockey unless the Detroit Red Wings are playing. I'm not watching really any NBA basketball at all. Um, And certainly not if the Pistons are playing. I mean, I'm watching zero NBA basketball, so we can just that's out the window. Football. I watch a lot of football. I do. Yeah, I watch a disgusting amount of football for sure. Baseball. Same deal, though. I'm not like going and seeking out baseball games unless we got the tigs. And then again, sure, Friday night, Saturday night, it's like, all right, let's throw something on while we listen to music. All right, I'll throw basketball on. I'll throw baseball on. I'll throw whatever on. But unless we got a Detroit team, unless we got Michigan State, even Michigan a little bit, um, I just can't. I just can't do it. So we're in the dog days. Now, I am kind of jealous. I will say I am kind of jealous of the people who you lock in like it's fucking Minnesota and Northwestern and people are just locked in to big 10 basketball. That's awesome. That must be fun. I'm having trouble locking into my alma mater. Like state plays again this Saturday. I'm sitting here like maybe I'll watch. I don't know. Maybe I won't watch. I don't know, dude. I don't know. What do you want from me at this point? Who do you think I am? I'm supposed to be there when they're not there for me. This is the second year now, except we don't have Aaron Henry this time around. I don't know. So with that said, longer longer than I wanted to go about the dog days. But with the dog days talk out of the way, I don't know if I want to officially commit to it. But I mentioned it before. I'm thinking we're going to have to cut this episode or this podcast back to once a week. Maybe make those episodes 45 to an hour because like, what are we talking about now? Right. Unless Cade does something cool, like win the Rising Stars MVP, unless the Red Wings do something cool, which they got fucking killed by Colorado tonight, there's not a ton to talk about. 
and it's tough. I do like doing the solo pods. I think it's fun. I enjoy it. I think knock on wood that I'm pretty good at them. Like I do think I'm solid at it, but this is one of the times where being alone, it's a disadvantage where it's like, if someone was here, brother, we could talk about literally anything and I'd be able to pump this podcast out five times a week, anything. Now it becomes, okay, um, there's not really anything low-hanging fruit for the Pistons, Red Wings. There's no low-hanging Detroit sports fruit. I don't know. Where do I go with it? I do still have, I want to do a end of season or I don't know, I guess just like a Michigan State football temperature check where I just do an episode that's just, let's talk MSU football. Let's talk the state of the program. Let's talk. We talked about this past season already. Let's just talk about right now, this moment, where we're at, how we feel, the direction we think it's going. Let's just talk Michigan State football. I want to do that same thing, Michigan football. Let's just talk Michigan football. Let's just air it out. Just state of the fucking program. That's it. I want to do both of those, and I want to do it for the Lions as well. I can't remember if I did one on the Lions already or not because – what was the news? Like Amon Ra? I feel like there was something with Amon Ra that like triggered me to talk about the Lions. And I couldn't remember if I just made that episode, the end of the year review for the Lions. I don't know. I should look, but I do want to do MSU in Michigan. So maybe next week, one episode will be like current events, news, Detroit sports news. And then the other episode will be, okay, let's just talk Michigan State, let's just talk Michigan, and that's the episode. So that's where I'm thinking of going. But then again, even once those are through with, we might have to cut it back to once a week still. It's tough because when there is football season, like football is weird because it's one sport, obviously. I can't believe I fucking said that. It's one sport, but there's three massive teams. There are three teams that everybody cares about one of them. There's three teams that I care about. Michigan, I'm interested in. I'm not living and dying with the Wolverine success. I'm interested in Michigan. There's two teams that I fucking care a lot about. Football season goes, I lose three, like my favorite three things to talk about. My favorite sport to talk about. Baseball might be locked out. The Red Wings are kind of just floating along, getting to the end of the season and the talking points for them have been the rookies and Dylan Larkin. The Pistons are awful. I don't even know how, to be honest with you, like the Pistons beat writers are people where their job is literally to just cover the Pistons. Like that's it. You Pistons. You're not an NBA writer. You're not a sports writer. You're a Pistons writer. That's it. Like in seasons like this and the one before that and the one before that and the one before that and the one before that, like what do they talk about? I would imagine you can only write about Cade so many times. I've kind of figured that out the hard way on TikTok. It's like, dude, I can only make so many videos about Cade Cunningham before it's like, find find something new to talk about. Is there anything else that happens with this team that's worthwhile? Like, that's where I'm at. And then, of course, we had the All-Star break with the Pistons, so not shit's really happened there. Um, the NHL all-star break wasn't too long ago. I think the Red Wings have only played once or twice since it's just slow times Just slow times, not much happening in Michigan, right? It's cold as fuck. There's snow everywhere. I don't live there anymore either. So I can't even talk about like, Oh, I went out to this bar and did this and saw that can't even do that. Like we're just in a rut here. So I think it's going to be time 
to cut it back to once a week. If you guys got ideas, like I'd be willing to do a, a version of the show where, or maybe uh, episodes where we're answering questions. Maybe I'll do that, dude. Maybe I'll fire up a TikTok tomorrow. That's all right. New episode for next week's episode questions here. Leave your questions in the comments. We'll answer however, 10, 15, 20 of them on next week, next week's podcast, something like that. That might be a good idea. I kind of like that. Just thought of it on the spot, even though it's the most generic idea anybody in media has ever thought of. I kind of like that. So maybe we'll do something like that. I don't know. I could use some help though. I could use some ideas, some fresh ideas. Usually it's pretty easy for me. I just fire it up, grab the mic and let's fucking roll. Let's talk about whatever. We're hitting, we're hitting a screeching halt here. We are, especially because I really do like the Red Wings. I really care about the Red Wings, but I, people I'm not so sure really care about the Red Wings. Like when I do Red Wing stuff, it never, ever receives the same amount of engagement or support that football stuff does or basketball stuff. And then on the flip side, I don't care about the Pistons. And I don't know how anybody could because they're absolute fucking garbage. So that's kind of where I'm at. Um, That said, Cade Cunningham, Rising Stars MVP. That's fantastic. Unreal feeling seeing him play. I did watch that game. I watched like the last two quarters or however. I was still kind of confused how it was working. I know they were going to 25, but quarters, halves, how was it going? One game? I don't know. Cool to see him playing with all these other young studs. Because if you're like me, I'm just reading about Scotty Barnes on Twitter. I'm reading about Jalen Green. I'm reading about Evan Mobley. Like, I'm not sitting down and watching him play. Sick watching Cade play with and against all these dudes I'm constantly reading about. All these dudes that are being dubbed like the future of the NBA. All these guys, his contemporaries, where if Cade's not the rookie of the year, then it's Evan Mobley. Evan Mobley might have the highest ceiling. Like, these guys that have very, very high praise. Fucking sweet watching Cade compete with them. And even better, watching him be the MVP. Like, if you're a diehard Stones fan, no matter how bad it is it is right now or how down you may get about this team, it's got to feel pretty fucking good watching the Rising Stars game and Cade is winning the MVP. Like, the amount of young talent, the amount of franchises that were depending on guys in that game and Cade is the most valuable player. That warms my heart just talking about it. Warmed my heart seeing him lift up that trophy. Warmed my heart seeing him sit at the desk and answer some post-game questions. I've said it a million times. I love hearing that guy talk. I feel like he's just awesome. He talks. I listen. Deal. End of story. That's it. Fucking he talks. I'm out, dude. I'm listening. That was cool to see. A nice little moment as a Pistons fan where if we, as we've established, not a ton to cheer about, right? Not a, not a huge amount to cheer about. Um, didn't watch the all-star game itself, or I did watch the fourth quarter. It's fun when they try, dude, that game is sick. The NBA all-star game, actually baseball's all-star game is awesome, but the NBA all-star game fourth quarter, when they all turn it on and it's LeBron, Steph, Giannis, Embiid, fucking, uh, KD, even though he wasn't there, um, um, I'm drawing all kinds of blanks when it's every best player in the NBA and they're busting ass competing against each other. Like they both teams really want to win. 
Both teams are trying to make shots. Both teams are getting rebounds and playing defense. That is a spectacle to watch. Like, oh, LeBron just watered one over Giannis. Oh, Devin Booker just clapped one and fucking Jason Tatum's face. I don't know, dude. I don't pay attention to that shit. But it's a spectacle to watch. Because the first three quarters, it's stupid. It's alley-oops. It's Steph Curry, even though he was unconscious. Steph Curry just launching threes from half court. That guy's that guy's a maniac, dude. How, like, That's what's crazy, too, is it's the All-Star game, so nobody's playing defense. It's easy to alley-oop. It's easy to throw dunks off the backboard. Just because nobody's guarding Steph, I still don't understand how he's making rainbows from the half-court line going like over and over and over again. What the fuck, bro? How the hell is he doing that? You think they put a magnet in the ball? You think the ball was GPS controlled and they were like, zoop, into the hoop. They're like, this is going to kill on the internet. This is going to go nuts on Twitter, dude. The all-star rating is going to get great ratings. The all-star game is going to get great ratings. We're going to sell so many Steph jerseys. Let me just, let me just robot control every single time Steph shoots it straight through the hoop. It was nuts watching him do that. But that fourth quarter, it's sick when they try. I had a good time watching that. Dunk contest I heard was garbage. Lord knows I didn't watch that. What else we got? What else we got? What else we got? What else we got? Three-point contest I didn't watch. Don't even know who won. Um, and I guess that's it as far as basketball goes. Cade goes. Rising Stars MVP. And they're the worst team in the NBA. So, you know, let's Jabari Smith. Here we come. Chet Holmgren. Here we come. Red Wings. Smoked by the Avs tonight. Saw it coming. Avs are the best team in hockey. One of the best teams in hockey. Wagon. Regardless, they have so many good players. Their record's absurd. Um, yeah, I mean, they they smoked the Red Wings. Kind of to be expected. Not starting Nadelkovich against the best team in the NHL. Strange move from Jeff Blashill, especially when they've just had a good, good amount of time off, and especially when you know you have a gauntlet of games your next four or five. A little strange. From Jeff Blashill. Yeah, let's best team in hockey. Let's make sure our best goalie doesn't play tonight. Especially when the goalie position in hockey is one of those few positions in sports that can just steal games. Your team can be dog shit. You can be outmatched by every skater on the ice. Your goalie can just get hot. Your stud goalie, your number one goalie can just have a night and win you a hockey game. But no, let's no, no, no. Make sure he doesn't play when we're playing a team that is sure to skate circles around us. Questionable move. As far as that, I thought the Red Wings actually didn't play that poorly. At least offensively, they got a bunch of chances, a couple nice goals, um, a lot of power plays that went by the wayside. Raymond had a couple chances. Larkin eh, was okay. Not quite Larkin we've come to know this season. Zadina had a nice goal, kind of across, a, a, across the goalie's body finish. That was nice. The most cider pass, by the way on that Phillips Adina goal, you know for a fact he threw that pass off the goalie's pad. He just like, it's so fucking, he's unreal, dude. He's just skating down the ice, just flips it at the goalie's pad, just pops right out to Zadina, buried. And the way he shot it, it, it wasn't even a shot. Like technically, I think it is a shot on the goal because the goalie saved it, but he didn't shoot it. He just like passed it to the goalie. He passed it off the goalie's pads and it did exactly what he wanted it to do. It bounced out to a Red Wing and the Red Wing buried it. Brilliant, dude. Brilliant. He's so good. 
it's mind-boggling. And to think that we've got Simon Edvinson now tearing it up in the SHL, like to think that there's a possibility, I mean, if Edvinson was to come over and be what Mo Sider is, that would be far too much. But it's it, it's crazy to think that Mo Sider is doing what he's done and you would imagine will continue to get better. And Simon Edvinson is sitting in the SHL right now, dominating. And he might come over and do what Mo Sider's doing, or at least something close. That is a scary fucking thought. If you are an NHL hockey team that is not named the Detroit Red Wings, like the thought of the blue line just being locked up. And we have a plethora of more prospects down in the AHL or, or in Europe. But the fact that we might have another just rock, like locked up top two D-man to join Mo Sider. And boy, oh boy, do we need it. Danny DeKaiser's awful. Danny DeKaiser's awful. I don't know if Steve Eiserman's just playing him out of a respect thing. I don't know if he's playing him out of a, hey, we're going to miss the playoffs this year. Let's hit, let's make sure we're in the draft lottery. Who knows? Maybe Bettman will throw us a bone. We end up with Shane Wright. Maybe that would make sense. That's a logical reason to keep the Kaiser in the lineup. But if Steve Eiserman or Jeff Blaschel or whoever makes the final decision on who is in and out of the lineup or on the Red Wings and down in Grand Rapids, I don't, if, if the reasoning or if the goal right now is let's win every single game we play, let's win as many games as possible. Every time the Detroit Red Wings take the ice, win. If that's where we're at, if that's the goal right now, and Danny DeKaiser is getting the minutes he's getting, I have a hard time believing that's the goal. Or at least if it is the goal, we are doing it way fucking wrong because that guy stinks at hockey. I'm sorry, Danny DeKaiser stinks at hockey. I don't want to be mean. He's had a nice run, dude. He left Western and it was like, holy shit, the Wayne Gretzky of Western Michigan is picking his NHL team. He picked the Red Wings. No way, we're going to be good forever. Red Wings, Stanley Cups. That was a long time ago. It's the year 2022. Red Wings are rebuilding, bringing the young out with the old. No offense, ageism aside, we can still keep some of the older guys, right? I like Sam Gagne. He's a nice cat. Listened to him on Chicklets the other day. Good dude. Keep him around. Danny DeKaiser, the guy who just gives goals to the other team, the guy who literally looks like he's wearing ice skates in a mud fight when he's trying to get up and down the ice. Get him out, bro. You can't tell me the main goal is to win every night when Danny DeKaiser's in the lineup every night. You just can't. You can't. And that's fine. That's fine if that's not the main goal. If the main goal is let's sneak into the lottery because that rat Bettman owes the Detroit Red Wings one of his bigger markets, one of his bigger brands. He owes us a favor. He owes us moving up 12 spots in the draft lottery. Remember Lafreniere, Gary? even though it's worked out. Remember never moving up in a draft lottery ever. Remember that Gary, it's time to throw us a bone. So if that's the move, let's lose some games. Let's sneak into the lottery. Let's take a crack at Shane, right? Okay. Then I get it. Then I get to Kaiser being in the lineup and we'll never know. Cause Steve Eiserman's never going to come out and say, Oh, 2022. Oh yeah. We were trying to lose that. that's why the Kaiser play. That's never going to happen. We're never going to know. I just, I don't know. I guess just want to put my position out there. Not that it fucking matters, but like, it's so infuriating watching him play because if it is, if the mentality is let's win, what, like, then what are we doing? Then what are we doing? I went to high school with kids that would be more useful than him. Like, honestly, 
Go pluck a kid out of college right now. He'll be more useful. Anybody on the fucking Griffins will be more useful. That's just how I feel about it. That's the one thing that sucks about watching the Red Wings right now is they have made so much progress. There are so many exciting players and things that happen every night now. But it's like, bro, I get we're rebuilding and everything, but like we're just playing guys that aren't good at hockey. We're just letting them play because, like, what? Why are we doing that? The fuck is that about? This is pro hockey, dude. These guys make millions of dollars. This is pro. This is professional. What are we doing, brother? It's the only thing that drives me nuts. I'm, I can live with the losing, right? We're not in our winning window yet. The playoff runs, the Stanley Cups, we're not there yet. Danny the Kaiser just giving away goals. Every team in hockey is past that, or at least they should be. It it's, drives me nuts watching it. That said, still love the Red Wings. Still love the direction. Still love the core players on this team. I can't wait. There's going to be a free agency soon. Tigers, same thing. Pistons, same thing. There's going to be a free agency very soon where Steve Eiserman makes a move. And it's not a move like, oh, we're bringing in a top six defenseman. Oh, we're bringing in a bottom six forward. No, no, no. There's going to be a free agency pretty soon. Maybe this offseason. Maybe next offseason. Where Steve Eiserman goes after a fat cat. Where Steve Eiserman says, oh, people saying we don't need a first-line center. All right. I could fix that. Fucking holes guy. That is on the horizon. I can't wait until Steve Eiserman is, starts pulling those strings. Because he's pulled a few strings. Nadelkovich was beautiful. The Fabry deal, beautiful. Um, who else? I feel like there's one other deal. Stetcher was a great signing, even though he's been hurt. I feel like Stahl's been a pretty good signing. Um, he's done some very good things, made some very good deals. But they are rebuilding deals. They're geared towards getting younger, getting picks, which is great. He hasn't made a let's win deal. He hasn't made a let's make this team way better right now deal. And he will. And when he does, this thing's going to get kicked in the hyperdrive, and I cannot wait for that day. We're not quite there yet. We're going to be very, very shortly, though. I think the same goes for the Tigers. Tigers made some moves this offseason, and I think the same goes for the Pistons. We're soon enough, maybe one more, two more draft classes, and it's – all right, we're giving people max contracts. Who wants to come play basketball in Detroit? We're very soon or very close to the teams in Detroit nutting up, pulling out a wad of cash and saying, fucking come to the Motor City. It's time we win a championship. We're very close. And on that note, I will leave you guys. Hope you have a wonderful weekend. Once again, thank you for listening. I really do appreciate you. I love the support. Love you guys. And I will speak to you next week.